Is the government targeting the vaping industry unreasonably? I don't know much about the vaping industry, but next to me is an expert on just that, Brent Stafford with Regulator Watch. We're going to get into depth on the other side of the story with vaping in just a moment. But if you're new to Rebel News, you should know that we do this on all things. We bring you reports that the legacy media ignores. And if you appreciate that, you can help support our journalism by checking out some of our fun Rebel gear and shopping for yourself at our store at rebelnewsstore.com. All right, I'm here <laughs> taking over your studio because you are the expert on this. Thanks so much for being on Rebel News today. No, it's great, Dre. Thank you so much for having me. Now, before we get into this war on the vaping industry, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got involved. You're the CEO and founder of Regulator Watch. Uh, what was your career with newsmaking before that? And why vaping? Why has that been such a prominent topic on what you produce? That's uh, a lot. And I appreciate it. Thank you. I uh, started in 1988, right out of high school uh, for a CBC affiliate in Kelowna in the Okanagan and subsequently been in media on and off ever since. And in 2015, I started Regulator Watch, uh, which is you know independent media company that uh, looks at the social impact of regulations. And uh, vaping just happened to fall in our lap and it's been a perfect, it's been a perfect story for us to cover because it's important. And one of our promises to Rebel News viewers is to bring them the other side of the story, which is why I'm here today. Uh, there are crazy taxes happening against the vaping industry that in some cases could wipe out uh, the industry or at least certain businesses that do it. So tell us a little bit about this tax first, or these taxes. Sure. The taxes are, well, the big one is the federal excise tax that uh, the prime minister um, announced in 2021. And then again, in 2022, he's now put that into effect. And it's got the, the potential, if it goes into place, which it looks like it will in October, nobody sees any reason why this tax isn't going to happen. And it's going to be equivalent to almost 100% increase on you know vaping liquids um, and pods. So anything that contains the liquid and the nicotine is going to be hit with this federal excise tax. Now, is it true that they're also going to do uh, give more of a hit to certain flavors? Is that true versus others? Well, I mean, the Canadian uh, uh, healthcare system, Health Canada, has been really strange. They, for the last couple of years, after legalizing vaping, nicotine vaping in Canada, they've been dismantling it ever since. And so, uh, there's been a nicotine concentration cap, which basically effectively cut by more than half the amount of nicotine many users were using. You, so you can't buy more nicotine, you know, higher concentrations. And then at the same time, Health Canada announced, this was last spring, that a potential national ban on flavors and vaping products. And that would destroy the industry. The, the thing is that nicotine vaping is the single most effective tool to quit smoking. It's just by far better than NRT products, better than the gum, uh, anything. Um, it is proven to be that way. And thousands and thousands of people have quit smoking by vaping. And so these things, whether it be nicotine caps, whether it's flavor bans and now an excise tax, proves to be, you know, killers for, for it as an industry. 
Now, let's look into this a little bit. I'm a mom. I remember the news articles going across about how dangerous vaping is for kids. I imagine there's some people who are watching this and saying, well, maybe this is a good thing. If we tax, less people are going to use it. And most importantly, less children. What do you say to people who think that? Well, first of all, I mean, if the idea is, is that we throw adults and their health needs under the bus for kids, well, there's more than just vaping to consider. I mean, the entire vaping kind of deba debate, if there is one, is really one in where public health, Health Canada and the nonprofit health groups and the politicians want to throw adult vapors under the bus, adult smokers under the bus, you know, to protect kids. And it's, it's, it's really hard to say actually what the issue is for kids. Most people are a little careful around this, but I'm not. Like kids have been smoking for years and years and years. Smoking rate with kids in, in Canada is so small now that the Health Canada doesn't even record it. The amount of smoking amongst kids is so low, it's non-existent. And so at the exact same time, this is during the time that vaping has exploded for adults and for some youth. And so there's plenty of researchers out there that believe that if, if it be not for, but for vaping, there would still probably be high smoking amongst kids and teenagers. So there, there is an argument to be made that vaping has actually prevented kids from smoking. Now, you impressively have interviewed over 100 researchers or doctors or scientists about this issue. What do you know or how could you recap sort of the science debate when it comes to smoking versus vaping? Which is better when it comes to those things? That's a good question. I, I, the best way to answer that is first by saying that if you follow the science in terms of actually participating in science in a real way, you're going to come out on the side that vaping is dramatically, magnitudes less harmful than smoking. Um, and in fact, you know, there's a lot of evidence that shows that vaping of nicotine products you know, can actually even reverse some of the damages from smoking. And this is from like, let's say, uh, Public Health England, which is the Health Canada of England of the UK. They've come out for years now saying that it's at least 95% less harmful than smoking. In the UK, uh, you can get buy vaping products at retail shops in the hospital. Right. So, you know, there's plenty of jurisdictions where the science, well, it's like this. The science all depends on who's listening. And just as we've seen in COVID and so many other cases, there's a divide with inside the scientific community when it comes to tobacco vaping and, and vaping products. And that schism is as deep um, and sometimes as acrimonious as we see in other politically charged debates around science. Now, you recently interviewed a doctor, Dr. Rudeau, I believe he's a professor of medicine that works in a cancer department in the University of Louisville. Uh, he had some interesting things to say about the science or the studies and how they're poorly made. We'll just throw a clip of that right now. But with vaping, we've seen a rash of very bad research um, and in fact, distorted, exaggerated and at times fraudulent research, uh, making claims that vaping causes 
a number of different diseases. So that was just one of the points. Um, But what do you think is the reason that perhaps public health is focusing so much on the vaping industry uh, being a really big problem? Well, that's a simple answer. They're drunk on ideology. Uh, They are completely, totally uh, in a position where they believe that they are dragon slayers. So they've obviously got an issue when it comes to big tobacco because they do feel, and rightly so, that, you know, public health played a huge role in, in, in moving people off of cigarettes and really demonizing the tobacco industry. But all of those practices and so forth that they, you know, established and, and polished in their fight with tobacco, they're applying it now to nicotine vaping. And the facts don't meet the response. The facts are is that, is that vaping is not smoking. Uh, and that pretty much we could have a recreational nicotine market with vaping. It's the same that you could have a recreational cannabis market with vaping. How can we have a re- recreational cannabis market with people vaping? Health Canada approves and stamps those products. Health Canada has approved nicotine vaping. Everyone should understand that it was the Trudeau-led federal government that legalized nicotine vaping. They brought in all the legislation. They worked the Tobacco Act and turned it into the vaping and, you know, the Tobacco and Vaping Products Act. Um, And they just didn't seem to stand up to kind of the moral hysteria, the panic that happened with the epidemic of teen vaping. And they've really just allowed themselves to just uh, kind of be pushed around by the progressive nonprofit health groups and and just the just the moral panic. Well, I don't vape, but I do have friends who vape and they've said some of the things that you're saying uh, especially when it comes to how affordable vaping is and how much money they're saving by doing that. I see you have this chart up behind us here that really sort of breaks down how the taxes uh, will affect this industry. Did you want to kind of explain that a little bit more? This is on top of all of the other restrictions that have happened in the Canadian market. So, you know, a lot of people, a 30 milliliter bottle of salt net liquid, uh, liquid nicotine as you can see right there, the manufacturer's suggested retail price, what most people and what I've always paid for it is $20 a bottle. Once the tax comes into effect, and if the provinces, you know, lump on with their taxes, which they are, that will be, that'll go to almost $40. You have covered this extensively. People can go to regulatorwatch.com to find out more about this. But in closing, what do you have to say to Canadians who perhaps they don't vape, um, why does this issue or should this issue matter to them? Well, for those, I mean, Rebel has done such a great job covering the COVID issue and climate change. You know, those are two great issues and where politics has totally uh, bastardized science, right? And that's been happening in the tobacco harm reduction, the tobacco control field for at least 15 years. And as long as we've been covering this issue on the vaping side, um, we, we see the exact same level of, you know, misinformation, uh, bad science, bullying, all of the, you know, all the things that are affecting so many other areas. So I just tell people, look, I mean, if, if you're a libertarian at heart, if you're even a conservative, you should care about this issue because if people don't have their access to nicotine vapes, they will go back to smoking. 
Well, there you have it, Brent Stafford with Regulator Watch. I'm Drea Humphrey for Rebel News. Well, let us know in the comments what you think about this report. Was it refreshing to hear the other side of the story when it comes to the taxations on the vaping industry? And again, we ask that you help support our independent journalism that brings you these types of reports. And a fun way to do so is to check out our merchandise at rebelnewsstore.com. Right now, you can save by buying two unisex shirts and receiving the second one free using coupon code SUMMER. Again, that is rebelnewsstore.com. And I'm Drea Humphrey. We appreciate your support.